The definition of warrior leadership is, I have found my purpose in the world. I have learned how to bring my purpose to others. I am living my purpose, leaving nothing on the table, nothing untried, living my someday goals as now. Welcome to the Warriors at Work podcast, hosted by Jennifer Balcom, president of E9 Corporate Coaching, where we help you become a warrior at work so that you get to fully live. Today we're talking about how you caused that knot in your gut about your coworker or boss. One of the great things that happens in the coaching world is that we release judgment about how we are or how other people are. And it brings in great topics of conversation and great ways of thinking about things like how we can cause the knot in our own gut. Because if we let go of judgment about who caused the knot that's in our gut, we get to figure out what we can do about it and how we actually have caused it because it's our gut. Think about something that happened recently that made you mad, that you knew you were right about. You actually were right. Your coworker is late to give you their part of the project, which means you have to work longer hours to get it done on time. And on top of it, they tell people it was because you had made a mistake, which you hadn't. So now you're being nice by not calling them out in front of everyone and also working extra hours to get things done on time because they were late. And on top of everything else, they've done this before. People are impatiently waiting for you to get your part done and you're fuming because they have no idea how nice you're being and how right you are. Your significant other left the gate at the top of the stairs open, allowing the dogs to get downstairs. Your friend who is staying in the guest room downstairs is afraid of dogs. You've asked your significant other not to let this happen and explain that it's scaring your friend. Your significant other gets irritated and tells you to calm down and that they forgot. So now they left the gate open, scared your friend, They've done this before and also yelled at you when you called them on it. And in fact, none of this has anything to do with you. You really are right. And they clearly are in the wrong. And they're even more wrong for not being able to admit that they're wrong or hear what matters to you. Your boss asks you to put together a job description for your new role and you list all the things you've already been doing. When you meet with your boss, they get mad and tell you it's too much. You tell them it's all the things you're already doing and they agree, but continue to be irritated and say that you're overstepping, even though they've conceded that you simply listed all the things you're already doing. You go to lunch to blow off steam and your boss gets mad at you for leaving after getting mad at you for including in your job description the work you're already doing. At the end of a week when you've already put in extra hours to keep everyone on track, it's clear that there was nothing wrong with what you did 
and that your boss was apparently taking something out on you that had nothing to do with you. You were right. They were wrong. Think of a time recently when you had something like this happen to you. You were not only right, but then mistreated for being right, then misheard about your communication of the problem, about something that they have done before. You were right on top of right. They were five different kinds of wrong. As you think about your experience, who was it with? Who is the person that you work with that causes the knot in your stomach, that frustrates you, that you can't stand, that gives you a headache, and you can't figure out why it is that they don't get called out more? What happened the last time you had to interact with them that caused a knot in your gut? or your lower back, or your headache, or a sore throat. What happened? Why were you right? And furthermore, why were you right on top of right? And then they ignored you or wouldn't admit it? Notice where you feel it as you think about this incident. Is it in your gut, your head, did your throat get tight, is it in your lower back, or between your shoulder blades? Now breathe and relax and let it go so that you can keep listening. Whatever it was, let go of it for a minute and don't worry about it. And shake out whatever that part of you is that's tense. Due to a giant cosmic injustice, being right doesn't make us feel better. It actually makes us feel worse. Why? Doesn't being right feel good? Don't we get points on the cosmic scoreboard of life? It does make us feel better only if our rightness is acknowledged, if the bearer of wrongness admits their complete responsibility and confirms our rightness and perfection, if they don't admit to their inherent incompetence, inferiority, irresponsibility, and general submission to our clearly superior qualifications for world domination, then we begin building a case in our heads like the ones above, causing the general physical discomfort that you identified. And keep in mind, you're not, you're not wrong. You, were, you really were right. I'm, I'm agreeing with you right now. You were right. And yet, the truth of it is, it doesn't make us feel better. Why do we have the discomfort when our rightness goes unacknowledged? After all, we get to be right, right? Shouldn't we feel good that we were right? The answer is about control. Even if you are not prone to being controlling and tend to be a great team player, we all have a natural human tendency to want to feel in control of our lives and our environments and our physical or mental or emotional safety, especially right now. And the more we prove to ourselves how right we were, and the more it goes unheard, 
the less safe or in control we feel. Thus, proving to ourselves that we're right makes us feel worse as we remind ourselves that we can't control what other people do or think, no matter how unjustified their position may seem. So you may ask, what is the solution to this not very fun situation? How can we achieve happiness? The answer is us. Fully, 100% ourselves. You've probably seen, seen a meme saying you can't control others, only yourself. This is why this matters. What makes us feel better is to regain control where we feel like we've lost control or regain safety where we feel like we've lost safety. And that can only come from ourselves because the more we rely on other people to cause our sense of control or safety, the more we will just keep proving to ourselves that we can't control other people. Thus, our sense of safety, our sense of control comes from within us because we can control ourselves. And it turns out it's not just something that sounds good on a meme on Facebook. So here's how to do that. Begin by determining how their actions or their perceived wrongness made you feel. What got triggered in you? Why it bothered you? In order for this to work, you have to not focus on them and instead focus on you. And I promise this will make you feel better. So I'm going to give you seven steps to do this. First, assume that the other person is not going to change and is going to keep doing what they're doing. This is the primary key to your way out. And I really mean assume that they're not going to change. I don't care how irrational their behavior is. I don't care how much they're ignoring or not seeing about themselves or about the pain it causes you or other people or any of that. Assume that if they were going to change, they would have already and that they are not going to change. If it causes you to fly into a rage having to deal with them, assume that they are not going to change. The reason is that only from that place can you find a solution. As long as your solution is about hoping they will change, you're still putting the resolution of the feeling of your gut on them. So you really have to, in order to really take responsibility for what you can do, in order to really get your head around the actions that you can take, you have to, you have to start from a point of assuming they're not going to change, that you're going to keep dealing with this issue repeatedly. Every day, every week, every month, it's going to keep coming up. From that perspective, the question now is what can you do? Second, shift from there's nothing I can do about it to I get to decide how it goes. We talked about this in the podcast on warrior state. Recognize that being right doesn't actually make you feel better. It makes you feel worse. And if you can, chalk it up to that was annoying or that wasn't fair and move on. Three, if you can't let it go, if it's really got you, here's what you can do to alter that pain in your stomach or your back or your head or your throat. 
look at the feeling that it's causing you. What I mean by that is there are reasons that things bother us and they are legitimate reasons. So first of all, tell yourself the reasons that things bother you are legitimate. They're reasons that we really should be bothered based on our unique set of life experiences. And we all have that. We all get bothered by things. But the person sitting next to you as you listen to this is not bothered by the same things you are. Something that occurs to you as terrible or unjust might occur to them as mildly annoying, something they can brush off. And their primary annoyances might not seem like that big a deal to you. You may really hate being ignored. But when you feel like you're being judged, you just shrug it off. The person sitting next to you may really hate being judged. But when they feel like they're being ignored, they just shrug it off. You see how that works? The trick is to figure out why that particular person that causes the knot in your gut is such a problem for you. There's a reason that you're annoyed by the things that annoy you, because you're you. And you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with this week or this month or this morning. Think about how you feel when you are around your coworker or talking to them. Think about that situation that you identified at the very beginning of this podcast. What is it that happened? What were they saying? What were they doing? What is it that bothered you? And now ask yourself, what's behind that irritation? Where does it really come from? You have to really tell the truth to yourself here. For your coworker who gave you their part of the project late and told everyone it was your fault, are you worried about what other people are gonna think? And if so, why are you worried about what other people are gonna think? Are you worried about your performance? Are you worried people don't like you? There's something there that you're actually worried about, which is, which is why this thing is bothering you so much. For your significant other who left the gate open at the top of the stairs, what is it that's really bothering you? Do you feel unheard? Do you feel unimportant? Do you feel invisible? What is it? Why is it an issue for you that the gate is being left open at the top of the stairs? And I'm not saying that your response is invalid or irrational. I'm saying the opposite. That given your life experiences, this is, and given who you are, you are having a specific reaction and we all have specific reactions to things. So the issue isn't here to judge that you're having a reaction. The issue is what exactly is the reaction that you're having and where is it coming from? Because this is where we can start to release that knot in your gut. It's probably something that bugs you a lot or has always bothered you. Are you driven to perform because you're actually afraid you're not good enough? Do you hate being ignored or judged or disrespected? We all hate these things, but to varying degrees. If you're really hooked by this incident, find the feeling and then look for where that feeling might be originating. Four. Recognize that the intensity of your response, the feeling you're having, isn't actually about the person that's annoying you. It's about the last 100 times you felt this way piled, up, piled on top of each other that's making it this intense. I'm not saying that your irritation isn't about the person that's annoying you. I'm saying the intensity of your irritation 
isn't about the person that's anno annoying you. It's about the last 100 times you felt this way piled on top of each other. Or it's actually about something that your friend or parent or significant other said yesterday that really irritated you and your coworker is now twisting the knife unknowingly. So step one, quick review, assume that the other person is not going to change. Step two, shift from there's nothing I can do about it to I get to decide how it goes. Step three, if you can't let it go, look at the feeling that it's causing in you. Step four, recognize that the intensity of your response isn't actually about the person that's annoying you. It's about all the other times you've dealt with it. Or it's about something else that happened this morning or yesterday or last week that's now being brought up again. Five, identify how you'll know when this feeling comes up. Clearly identify what this feeling is that you hate so that you'll know when it comes up again. How will you know? Is it every time your gut feels this way or your face gets hot? Or every time you find yourself working late to cover for someone else? Or every time you say, that's not what I meant? Is there a phrase that always comes out of your mouth when you're feeling this way? What do you need to catch yourself doing or saying so that you'll know that this feeling is being triggered? Six, choose a different way to handle it. This thing that's happened a hundred times that you hate needs a new response from you. What can you do that will feel empowering, get you out of it, and release that kicked in the gut feeling that you always carry around every time this happens? Find a different sentence to speak anytime this happens that feels better and releases you from your sense of non control. Remembering that you can't control the other person. Figure out what you can control, or say, or do, or request, or monitor that will work. Recognize that your boss saying that you were overstepping doesn't mean that you actually were. Assume that your significant other is going to continue to forget to close the gate at the top of the stairs. What's your next move that will release you from worrying about it? Put a big sign at the top of the stairs, or a lock on the gate, or a second gate at the bottom of the stairs? What about your coworker who regularly gets things to you late? Can you talk to him or her about it? What will you do if it happens again that you can control? Communicate differently to the team? Make a different project plan up front? Assuming that your coworker will continue to have deadline issues which you can't control, what can you do that you can control to solve the problem? Seven, focus on where you're headed. Figure out what matters to you about your job, your boss, your team project, your significant other, or peace in your house. This is a little like focus on the positive, but it's more concrete. Focus on your personal goal on why the end result matters to you. If your coworker is late getting their designs to you, but as soon as the project is done, you get to house 100 dogs in the new shelter being built, then see if you can allow the joy of building the shelter to genuinely, not inauthentically, drive you forward and away from your frustration with your coworker. This only works if your project or your job or your team or your boss 
matter to you personally. It's not as effective otherwise. Once we begin thinking this way, we become happier and more in control of our own destinies, and being right no longer carries such importance to us. We shrug off people who are wrong and move right to action that we can take to get what we need. The last point I'll make here is if you're stuck and feel like you're powerless to change things, then one of two things is probably happening. Either you need to get out of victim mode. There are moments that we all like to revel in having the most points on the cosmic scoreboard of who is more right and who is more wrong. But as I've just discussed, it actually makes us feel worse. If something in you wants to stay stuck thinking it's not fair or they should change, notice that first, they probably aren't going to change or they would have already. And second, that the cost of your satisfaction for being right is that knot in your stomach or lower back or throat. Notice that you do get to say how it goes. And right now, what you're choosing is to feel stuck with a knot in your stomach. Or the other thing that's probably happening is that there are probably actions that you're resisting that are outside of your comfort zone that you don't want to take. If it requires talking to the offending party about it and you're conflict averse, be on the lookout for concluding that talking to them wouldn't work or wouldn't make any difference anyway, which is just a smokescreen for convincing yourself that you don't have to do the thing you don't want to do. In either case, ask someone for help if you're stuck. There may be options that are obvious to someone outside the issue who isn't wired exactly the way you are, who isn't being blinded by this particular issue in the same way you are. This happens to all of us, and the best way out is probably down a different hallway than the one you took in. Ask someone if they see another exit. If you are ready to become a warrior at work so that you get to fully live, I'm inviting you to join our Warriors at Work program, where you'll identify your warrior self, find your warrior purpose, develop your warrior squad, and start living as a warrior leader using the E9 corporate coaching model that I developed after years of coaching and managing people. It's risk-free. If you fully engage and do the work and don't feel like it's working for you, I'll give you your money back. You can join just the first course or the whole series of seven courses. Go to warriors-at-work.com to sign up. I'll see you there.